everyone. Welcome to C-Suite Talks. We speak with industry leaders, introducing you to some of the most interesting people and businesses today. We focus on women, money and power, as well as diversity in all areas. Welcome to C-Suite Talks. I'm Beth Hilving, co-CEO of C-Suite, along with... Hi, I'm Diane Gubin, co-CEO, along with Beth. And this week, we are speaking with the Sauce Agency. So here's the question. What brought these two driven women entrepreneurs together? And the answer is an understanding that the next iteration of businesses needed a more holistic embrace of sales and marketing to be able to survive and thrive to successfully scale and future-proof their businesses. So Kim Garman Hummel and Sean Carroll Saucy transformed B2B companies into revenue-generating machines through an intensive focus on RevOps optimization. So welcome, Kim, who is the Chief Growth Guide, and Sean, who is the Chief Revenue Officer of the Sauce Agency. Thank you for joining us today. Thank, Thank you, you for, for having, having us. us. <laughs> we don't always talk and think of you. <laughs> up with the name Sauce Agency? How did you guys get started? Yeah, and it's a great sign you have above you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank it's, you. Actually, part of our backstory is kind of cool where the name came from. I'm going to let Kim yeah. start. Yeah, so um, my company before the merger was Sauce Marketing because I started out as a creative who was multidisciplinary and started seeking a way to drive results for my clients instead of just take orders and do things that they thought would drive results. And um, at some point in that adventure, I realized that the name that my company was going by did not make sense anymore and I needed a new name. So I went and ran my branding session for my own company. And I knew that if Sean liked whatever I came up with, that that was my winner. So we were both in Nabo, I think both on the board. That was after a yeah. board meeting. <laughs> And um, I walked up to her in the parking lot and said, hey, what do you think about sauce? And she was like, that's it. That's the name. That's the one. And I was like, okay, that's it. We're sauce. That's the one. And then fast forward to... Oh, it was about 10 years ago. Yeah, we were still about a decade ago. running our separate businesses. I, had, uh, I was doing sales strategies, sales uh, go-to-market strategies, sales training. And uh, yeah, we, we ended up having this crazy conversation about what we're going to talk about in a second in RevOps. And, you know, we never thought to merge to that. We had so much complimentary happening. I might've thought about it a lot, but, <laughs> but you know, and, right. and so my firm was called the selling agency. And so we took sauce marketing, the selling agency, and we smooshed them together and have sauce agency. But now what's really funny is Kim has come up with, she's also created a new term here. She came up with a backronym. That was my husband. I have to give him credit for that. Okay. The backronym. <laughs> so sauce didn't originally, wasn't originally an acronym, but after we re, you know, merged, she came up with this brilliant way to describe what sauce stands for. Strategically aligned user centric experience. And RevOps is really about like whatever you're doing, it's about creating a strategically aligned user-centric experience for whoever the user is in whatever yeah. scenario. So I was like, yeah. So it all feels like it was kind of meant to be. <laughs> it was in here somewhere and then we got it out. We love this. So you took marketing and sales and you combined them together. We love the acronym. So what is RevOps in your world and how do you execute on that? Mm, so good. RevOps is something that Every business is doing. It's revenue operations. We did not come up with it. Um, it's really been birthed out of a movement that's coming out of HubSpot, which we're a HubSpot partner. Mm -hmm. um, but RevOps is really just 
any of the operations that contribute to generating revenue. But what we're doing is RevOps optimization, and that's aligning people, processes, systems, and data to generate results. Yeah, and, and how this came together was, it's funny, about a year ago, Kim and I were meeting for a lunch, as we did every once in a while. And so in sales, I was doing more training beyond just the sales team, because at having been a salesperson for decades, there's so much more outside of my control. I could go sell and build a relationship, but then production operations, built, like there's other people that touch my customers and they can muck it up or they can be on a different page. So I was been doing more training with the sales teams, project managers or um, the admin teams to get aligned with the mission of sales. How do we recognize opportunities? And I've been calling it building a selling organization where everyone in the organization understands how to contribute to the financial success. It doesn't mean that everyone sells, but you have to be aligned with understanding how and empowered too, to serve the customers and how to recognize opportunities to advance them. So we were talking about it at lunch and Kim said, yeah, the selling organization, that sounds a lot like RevOps, RevOps optimization, which we're doing through data. And then we kind of went, I'm doing it through training and skills. You're doing it through data. And it, we just realized we were both addressing the needs of the entire organization, but in, in different ways. And that's when the conversation came about doing a podcast. <laughs> yes, which we still haven't launched. Coming soon. <laughs> because every time we got together to plan the episodes and talk about, you know, her methodology and my methodology and how do we marry them together, we did a lot of that. And um, not a lot of episode planning. And eventually we just looked at each other and went, we just need to be one business yeah. and then we'll do a podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you guys have the, you have the studio there. So you guys are well on your way. For sure. So do organizations recognize they need to focus on RevOps? Yeah. Like how, how do I know I need it? <laughs> oh, well, I, I think what businesses recognize is not necessarily the symptoms of an organizational wide problem because businesses are still kind of functioning in those departmental silos. And the, the unfortunate part is they're trying to fix things in departmental silos too. Marketing needs to generate more leads. So we need a different piece of MarTech. Sales needs a different piece of a technology in the sales tech stack. And so that's where you're, you're not you're creating friction. Friction is the biggest thing to look for yes. as a problem in, in RevOps. You're creating friction for your users. You're creating friction for your employees. Your employees trying to get one piece of information to another department, to another division to make decisions. If you're not aligned in the data and you're not aligned in the systems, processes, technology, um, or core values, you're you're creating friction and it has, it has cost to it. It costs yeah. customers. Or you're going to have employee turnover. I mean, I. How many times do people talk about the friction as employees? It's 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 a big thing. Yeah. So friction is definitely a, a place to look. A lot of people don't realize that friction is what they're looking for. And so there are internal failures and external failures. External failures are client facing or customer facing. You want to avoid those at all costs. But if you're seeing external failures or more favorably catching them when they're internal, a little bit more proactively, then you're able to identify and trace back the source of that failure and then either create a process around it or fix the process around it and then train the people on the process and use the technology to support implementation of that process as well. And the alignment between those three things and then also not creating Franken systems like Sean was talking about where you have 
um, technology that does kind of the same thing um, in different departments, if you can streamline that and create a single source of truth for making decisions that are yeah. data informed, then you can actually make good decisions instead of just kind of running by your gut guessing. and hope, you know, guessing and stressing. Yeah. 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 That's, those are big signs. Guessing at what to do, what to buy, what technology, who is performing, who's not. If you're guessing and you don't have data to be able to make marketing, sales, and performance decisions, then you definitely have a RevOps problem. But mostly people just mm. come to us and say, we need more leads or we need more sales. Okay. And that triggers, and that triggers everything. So I, I want to know what's a typical client you work with, because I, I'm hearing what you're doing. Are you working with middle market companies, larger companies? Like what's a typical client and who brings you into the organization? So we've crafted our solutions tiers to really be able to meet any business where it is and take them to where they want to grow. So we've got a start smarter solutions here that's really crafted for a business that's either just getting started in business or just getting started in using the digital world to promote their business. Mm -hmm. And then we have, you know, all the way up to scale smarter that is for very large organizations that have multiple departments that are siloed. And there's a lot of people, process, system, data, and technology work that we need to get in there and untangle the mess of mm -hmm. what's happening and help people get aligned on yeah. rowing in the same direction as Sean likes to say. Yeah. And it, it's, it's various industries, but the common factor is um, the customer needs to be educated and obviously you need to build trust. And for us to help with RevOps, it's usually, you know, marketing, um, either they're looking to stand up or they have a sales team and um, could be, you know, um, they've got appointment setters, SDRs, or they've got account executives, and then they have some sort of service component, um, service reps or project managers. And, um, you know, it, they, it takes a long time to build trust sometimes with bigger decisions. So you have to do a lot of the educating. Everything's got to be aligned. Every touch point in the organization has got to be singing from the same, what is it, hymnal or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. that's what I meant. <laughs> So, yeah, and, and, you know, it's the where we're seeing probably most people come to us to address the RevOps is they think, again, they think they have a marketing problem, they need more leads, or they think they have a sales problem, they need to figure out how to build a go-to-market strategy and then train our sales teams to execute. And, and that's fine. We knew that when we started this, having had, being known for a sales expertise and, you know, digital inbound marketing, that we would have people come into our organization thinking that that was the problem. Mm -hmm. And what we're seeing, especially is um, the minute we hit the ground running, we started cross-selling and working with each other's existing clients and opening that up. And man, they're seeing amazing success, um, you know, growing their revenues and expanding with us to, to really start addressing their rev ops before they even knew it was a thing and that we were going to, merge and change their lives. <laughs> yeah. And I want to say too, that the beautiful thing about aligning the sales and marketing approach is kind of think of it as like one approach holistically mm -hmm. is from um, a progress perspective, the quick wins that we can align with Sean on the sales side to generate allows a little bit more um, grace for some of, you know, marketing is a little bit longer game. Like there mm -hmm. are some short game things you can do on the marketing side, ads, paid, you know, paid spend. But in terms of really educating an audience and creating content that provides value and drives attention to the website and to the content, that's, that's not instant pudding. <laughs> so 
For sure. Yeah, short, quick wins, long-term gains. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So what are some of the solutions that you package or wrap for your clients? We have given them all really great names. Yeah, so (laughs) stories that sell, systems that scale, websites that wow or work. Mm-hmm. I like wow better. You just came up with that. No, okay. Wendy did. Okay. I needed to tell you about it. <laughs> Surprise. Um, and then uh-huh. training that transforms. And this is probably one of our best kept secrets as far as RevOps optimization. Experiences that endear. Ooh. Brands that back in. Brands that back in. Yeah. You hear people talking about the customer experience and the user experience, but, you know, especially having been in sales for decades and, delighting my customers and creating these amazing relationships. And then one, one person, all it takes is one person to blow that up. So we have to address the employee experience too. So experiences that endear go beyond just the customer experience. It's the employee experience too. And we've actually taken our flywheel and, and sort of flipped it on to the other side to talk about how do we recruit and attract and sell talent? Because happy employees make happy customers. You can't do it and that's what people are expecting now. So you have to give time and energy and intention to the employee experience in order to be able to craft a really amazing customer experience. Yeah, for sure. Because we all want employees you can get on the phone from yeah. the user side, right? Yeah. <laughs> what other services do you guys provide? All right. So I got the solution. So it sounds like you have a whole plethora of services. I would say that the most common like deliverable that people come to us for in terms of, we're thinking like things that we deliver, you know, things mm-hmm. that we deliver mm-hmm. um, is going to be a website. They're coming for a website or they're coming for sales training. Mm-hmm. And those are probably the two most common inroads. But both of those things give us a great vantage point to go, okay, do you? Like you go to the doctor and you say, hey, doc, I've got strep throat. Like I need the solution for strep throat. Well, he's going to swap your throat first and make sure you have strep throat. And in the same way, we have to go, okay, I understand you think you need sales training. I understand you think you need a website. Help us understand why you think you need that. And then as they start to unpack all of that, we're able to say, oh, okay, it sounds like you need some branding work. Yeah, your logo looks great, but what are your core values? Because your core Mm -hmm. values are the personality of your brand. And so those brands that beckon are not just about the visual assets, but about your company culture and the way that that plays out publicly and inside your four walls. And so tracing that back and then tracing that even into, okay, what are you using as far as technology goes to stand all of this up? Is it efficient? Can we make your um, tech stack more streamlined? Can we save you money in that way? It just kind of snowballs into helping them with all sorts of things. It's very diagnostic. It is. It's very diagnostic. And the reason that we've kind of grouped it into the stories that sell, systems that scale, webs, you know, and so on. Um, So we are also a story brand agency. And so a lot of companies come to us for their messaging. They're going to, they're saying, you know, Hey, th- what we're we're doing all of these things and it's not working. Help us understand why it's not working. Or more commonly, they figured out that the messaging is the problem. And um, being able to work with the people who hold a business so near and dear to their heart to help them understand that it's actually in their best interest to flip the script and make their customer the hero of the story and make their business the guide to get them from the problem to the solution. Mm-hmm gives us this relationship with those decision makers where we're then able to guide them down a path that helps them avoid problems that, you know, on their own, they would have 
slipped right into. That's great. <laughs> Terrific. Yeah. Kim and I both independently in our businesses figured out that, um, you know, what being diagnostic is for me, and I'm going to just speak for you here. Being diagnostic was a better way to ensure that our clients are going to be satisfied with the results long-term because I'd have mm-hmm. clients, you know, come to me for sales training. My sales, my, I read your blog and yeah, that sounds like what my sellers need and we need to do this. And so I could even just tell by the way they were talking about their sales team that they didn't have the right sales players. Right. So rather than saying, okay, before you invest in sales training, um, let me go do some assessments. Do you have a strategy? Do people even know what they're supposed to be doing? Yeah. Um, or do you have the right people in the right seat? Uh, oftentimes sales hiring is until you get to that high mid market and enterprise level sales hiring is kind of like, well, I think, I think my brother, Jimmy knows a guy who used to sell something in that industry. And that's how most people, that's how most sales programs start. It's, somebody they know, and that's how they fail too, because there's no strategy. There's no understanding of what personality characteristics, skills, experience, and support is needed for the sales program. So being diagnostic and saying, let's back up just a little bit has helped save our clients lots of money from making the wrong decisions because they were guessing, right? It goes back to guessing. And the other benefit of that is, you know, everybody knows to ask, okay, what does success look like? But okay, why? And then as you get into that, you start to identify opportunities that cross paths with other initiatives that are happening in the business and you can unify and conquer and, you know, see more results with less effort. Mm-hmm. Make it bigger than that. Got it. Got it. Got it. So, so you guys have a pretty new partnership. So any words of wisdom for women, Beth and I do it very successfully, but any words of wisdom and maybe we can add to that on uh, women partnering in business. What do you think? Oh gosh. Um, you know, it's, it's been, a, it's been a interesting and fun ride. I would never do it with anyone, but this person right here, never. And, and one of the things that, that made me decide to do that was one, we've known each other for a long time, but the easiest thing for us to align on was our core values. Um, we we absolutely 100% aligned on, you want to rip, rip, let them rip, Kim, what are our core values? Yeah, that's why Beth and I both like cats. <laughs> <laughs> core values. <laughs> we are a team of humbly, humbly bold, empathetically just, diligently curious, growth-driven problem solvers. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you you actually put that together. Yeah, we live, eat, sleep, breathe, fire, fire, recognize and reward by the core values. Yeah, work with our clients under those understandings. Yeah, it, it, it comes out in everything we do, which is another thing that was easy. Um, now, the process of merging two systems, businesses, ideologies, personalities, teams, that's been a learning curve. I've been a little bit of a, a, you know, maverick and um, I have one full-time employee, but I mean, I need to do it. I do it. I'm a salesperson of this. So coming into the marketing world was, um, I've always been in trouble with marketing <laughs> and nothing has changed. <laughs> you probably have to slow it down a little bit. Yeah. Right. So I love this. So tell us how people can find you. Well, the best place to find us is at sauceagency.com. There's a cool button up in the top right corner that says request a call. And we would love to have a connect call Mm -hmm. to learn if 
we would be a good fit to help them do whatever it is that they're trying to do. Yeah. You can find either of us on LinkedIn, yep. but you know, sauce agency, we've got a, an Instagram and all the Facebook and all the stuff, but just go straight to sauce, uh, and, um, book a call. Cause if you recognize that friction, that flailing or are having different customer conversations that exist in marketing and sales, there should be one. And we can help you with that. Okay. Stop guessing and stressing. Grow smarter with song. <laughs> Terrific. So thank you to our listeners. Thank you, Kim Garment Hummel and Sean Carroll Sandy. Beth, do you want to thank our sponsors? Yeah. So thank you to Google, Paul Hastings, City National Bank, and the law firm of Manette, advertising, media, and PR company, Interpublic Group, Executive Search and IT Consulting, Amplify Professional Services, and Uncle Nearest is our newest sponsor. They're a female-owned bourbon company. And thank you for listening. And Diane, why don't you bring us home? Right. So let's hit the subscribe button on Apple, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast. Leave us a review. Thumbs up, please. And do follow us on social media. We're all over LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. We love hearing from you. So send Beth an email, okay? <laughs> Beth at c-suite.org. And again, our website is www.csweetcswet.org. Thank you again for listening. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Beth. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Yeah.